telling them. They're telling my followers that I've started a live video. Hooray! <laughs> Yo, what up? Welcome, Ryan Comedy. What's going on? Piano Deck, what up? Tommy Goodlove, Delfino, Ginger Fading, what's up, y'all? Welcome, Black, on another Monday night. Tomorrow is voting day. Tomorrow is election day. Fab, y'all, what up, son? How you been? I'm chilling, man. I am chilling. Bethany's adventure and it was, man, what's going on? Peace. Hope you all are doing well. Hope you get out and rock the vote. Giselle Victoria, what up? Amber, what up? Pure jump shot, what up? Um, hey, man, you know what? I'm good. I'm good. Everybody's asking how I'm doing. I'm good. You know, it's, it's, uh, you know, I'll be, I will be happy when the, 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 um, whatever the results are, um, you elect me for president. Thank you. Rage, what up? New York Comedy Club in the building representing. Are they still doing the shows on the roof? Or did the temperature, it's, it's, it's too cold to do shows, um, uh, outside, huh, Rachel? Giselle Victoria, what up? Um, yeah, I have, uh, my, my guest, he'll be on shortly. Ooh, you know what? I have a couple of great, uh, what have been waiting on this. Oh, I, I feel so fortunate that you've been waiting for seven days for this. Oh, sometimes, sometimes the shows are going on. All right, well, sometimes it's better than none at all. Um, happy, happy to hear that. I know, uh, I, I just got an email from, from Stanham, New York. They were like, yeah, Central Park is a wrap. Central Park shows are a wrap, but they're doing shows throughout, um, throughout the tri-state, I think, out at uh, Coney Island, and they have something in, uh, I've been fine, you know what, I had, um, I had a wonderful weekend, um, had a nice Halloween, um, trick-or-treating in, in my, uh, in my pajamas, I went, I went apple picking, huh, oh, you're not working, <laughs> okay, sorry, <laughs> I didn't mean to laugh. I'm like I'm sitting there. So how's the club? Oh, you're not you're not working there. All right, my bad. Um, yeah. How how was everyone's uh, Halloween? Did you did you all did did anyone get dressed up in anything uh, spectacular? Where were people going trick or treating? You know what's funny? Denise be dancing. What up? This is me, Karina. What's going on? Um, yeah, New York City is funny because they they said that that Halloween was pretty much canceled. But nah, Reed, what up? Um, what was my costume? I dressed. You know what? It's funny because my family wanted to go apple pickers, so I put on a, a sweatshirt with a hoodie and said I'm a boxer. <laughs> Give me a little Denzel making an acceptance speech. I I'd like to say right now, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, nah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dip. What's going on? I'm being I'm being funny. You know what? I'm I'm having a good time. Deborah, what, what's going on? Um, yeah, I uh, yeah, I didn't I didn't do too much of anything. Watch. What did I watch? What did I watch? But like a Russell, what's going on? No apples for the muckers. See how I see how I edited. The the MF for the mucker. That's uh oh Alex is here. Look at that. My guest he's he's already here. Uh now I gotta scroll down. There you go. Let's um because uh oh fam, you're not in New York. Where where where'd you where'd you go? 
Hey, Thomas, what's up, man? What up, Dean Edwards? How are you, man? I'm chilling, brother. How you doing? Man, that's a cool-ass name. How'd you come up with Father Muckers? I mean, I get it. Oh, but oh Father Muckers. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Um, but well, you know, I don't, I don't use profanity on stage, right? That's and so, um, can I just tell you that that I commend you to be a black man and not cuss because <laughs> I cuss my ass off. Is it okay to cuss on this or no cuss? Man, do you? I, you, you, my guest. You do what you want, man. I appreciate you asking, but no, I, I never. I never want people to feel like, and, and that's funny you ask that because people always ask and people think because I don't drink or smoke that I have a problem with them. There's no judgment coming from here, you know, so you do you and I'll do me and we'll, 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 so, we'll have a good time. So you're telling me I can cuss and light up this cocaine real quick. And do, do, hey man, hey man, if, if you got, if you got to get your, your pookie on, if you got to get your pookie on, do what you got to do. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> and all the years that I've known you, you never drank, smoked, or cussed? Did you, like, um, when we did Depp Comedy Jams back in the day? Nah. You never cussed? Yeah, nah. I, I didn't. You know what? Look, someone, here's what's funny. Someone said, neither did Bill Cosby. I'm like, that ain't the best comparison. <laughs> it's not the best. Well, I mean, but was I, that yeah. your mama or your grandmama saying don't cuss? No, you know what? When I first started, because we all started around the same time, Alex, and and I was in the Army, so I used to, I guess, have somewhat of a foul mouth. But right when I, st I started, like, a couple weeks before Def Comedy Jam premiered, yeah. and then I saw that everyone else was going one way, and you know who really did it? I went, and, I went to see Sinbad perform live when he was doing, you, yeah, you know, he was doing the Afros and Bell Bottoms tour. And he was the. We used to him. call him. We used to call him the King of Clean. Yeah, man, and 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 fire destroyed. And what what impressed me, and you know me like thinking ahead as far as business, I'm looking at like his audience. He had black, white, Asian, Latino, old, young. And I was like, yo, there's something to uh not not uh not cussing, not not using expletives, and so I just I I took it upon myself, and then also Malcolm X said it takes an intelligent man to be able to communicate without using profanity. So yeah, I that's true. So I I, I I wanted to challenge myself, and um and you know it it's 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 worked out, you know um because I think not using profanity has has opened some some doors that wouldn't have been opened yeah. otherwise, and, and and that's why I can go like to to Saudi Arabia right. or. or Egypt and, and do these shows because Rudy Rush, what up, son? Donna, what up? What up um, yeah, so so that that, but this ain't about me. This is about you. I just want to tell you for the fact that you don't cuss, that is fucking amazing. <laughs> Thanks, bro. I, bro. I appreciate. I appreciate that, man. <laughs> much much respect. And for everybody that uh that is joining, you welcome to another episode of For the Mugger. For look, I just look. I was about to cuss. That would have been. <laughs> Welcome to the mother. You about to cuss the first time since 1985 when Alex Thomas came on the show. No, dude. welcome to another episode of the Mugging Protocol live on Instagram. We do this every Monday night, 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. Um, before I introduce my guests, I want everybody to know we have some great guests coming up. Um, some people I'm sure that are friends with Alex. Next next Monday we have my girl. Twinkie Bird, a cast, amazing casting director. Twinkie, that's my girl. Her you, brother, you know Twinkie. Brother Jeff Bird, director. Yeah. 
Yeah, man. And and Twinkie has cast everything from three can play that game to Notorious to jump in the broom. Uh, the Clark Sisters movie, which uh, came out last year. So she's, she's cast a bunch of things. Aren't they from and Brooklyn she's... also? Yes, yes, they are. I yes, they are. Yeah. yeah, I, I believe so. I'll, I'll double check with her. But okay. but um, I, I reached out to her. It's funny because I reached out to her like probably two months ago. I was like, yo, Twinkie, I said, you know, I want to bring you on just because I want to expand and not just have strictly comedians on. I want right. people to also understand right. the behind the scenes and how COVID has affected behind the scenes as yeah. well as, um, you know, performers. And she was reluctant. But then like two weeks ago, I think I posted something because I usually after people come on, I post a clip from their show and she saw it and she was like, OK, I'll come on. So she's coming on next right, week. Right, right. Uh, I got my man uh, DC Benny, a very funny comic. Um, that that actually y'all can catch him. He's on uh, on Supermarket Sweeps with Leslie Jones right now. Okay. And uh, in the following week, he just confirmed me today. My man Dion Cole is going to be on um, in three weeks. So y'all y'all but but Chicago, big, Cole. yeah, shot towns shot towns on. But but bigger than all that, right now we dealing with the present. This this next guest right here, you you know him as Tata Licious. You know seeing him in in don't drink. Look, I always mess up the title of the movie. Don't. Don't be a menace to South Central while drinking your juice, gin and juice in the hood. Did I get it right? While drinking your juice in the hood, yeah. I think, we go, down the hood. The, I think we go down as one of the longest titles in hood film history. I think. Yeah, so. yeah. But but hold up, you got you got a bunch of you got you got that you got Baps, you got uh, 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 two can play that game. You got uh, um, uh, players, club. Uh, players, players club. So you got a bunch of hood classics. Um, he was, say again. The wash. The wash. Oh, the wash. That is, yeah, yeah. So, so my my guest and and straight clown in the comedy special. Uh, yeah, my first. My man. Um, my man. My man. Alex Thomas in the building. <laughs> That's the sound effects. Sound effects, man. Hey, thank you for thank you for coming on. Thank your wife for correcting us because Alex was supposed to be on. Was it last week or the week before? It was supposed to be last week, and I said yes, last, and it was my right. birthday. Right. <laughs> is, I didn't know that she had already booked, uh, you know, dinner reservations. She's like, uh, "Nigga, you doing what tonight?" I'm, like, <laughs> I'm going to dinner with you, baby. So that's why I but, had to call you to re to cancel bro, to re it was, it was, reschedule. No, it was no problem, man. Happy, happy belated. And Thank as you. soon as as soon as you called, his was funny. I knew something was up. As soon as you reached out, I was like, oh, because I think I was uh I was coming back from from Kansas City, right? And I was I was getting ready. Yeah, I was at the airport, and I was like, you know what, Alex is pr punctual, prompt, and professional, but. There's a tremor in the force, right? I said something's weird in the force right now. Right, right, right. You like, you like, yo. I said, I said, uh oh. And, he said, and and you and you were straightforward. You said, hey man, my wife. I just reposted your story saying that I'm on tonight, and my wife saw it. I said, and it's my birthday. I said, say no more. We will, yep. we will work it out. Yep. And uh, how crazy and, is that though? What's crazy is my wife doesn't even have an Instagram, but my daughter has one. So she yeah. follows me on my daughter's page. That's and she's like, hold up, nigga, you doing what today? <laughs> I, and she's like in the other room. Like, you know what I mean? We live in the same house. And she's right, right. Sit on, on social media. 
Like, it was crazy. I was like, oh, my bad. I didn't know you had dinner for the night, so yeah. Right, right. Hey, man, we, we we worked it out, and you're here tonight, so I so I appreciate. I want to take it back because I, you know, I've had I've had people from all over, but what I always find interesting about you and a handful of cats, you're one of the few comics and even just people I know in the industry that's actually from LA. You know what I mean? Dude, let me tell you something. Over the years, Dean, I've gotten arguments with people. They'll be like, uh, nigga, you ain't from LA. You uh, so you from LA. Like, like born and raised, Crips and Bloods, right. LA. Like, yes, nigga. Half my family is Crips. Half my right. family is Bloods. My 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 grandmamas and auntie be like, you gonna leave the blue and the red racks outside while we eating this Thanksgiving dinner. Like literally, <laughs> literally, I was born in the heart of all that. 69th in Normandy. Then I moved over yeah. off of Western and Adams. Then then I moved over mm -hmm. off of La Brea and Pico. Like, I'm a real L.A. dude. But yeah. what people didn't think I was L.A. was like in the early 90s being a young up-and-coming stand-up comic. Let's mm -hmm. just say New York, for example. Yeah, yeah. Coming to New York on a regular basis in the early 90s, you would always hear that L.A. comics would come out and bomb. Uh -huh. They trying to come out here on that cute shit. Niggas trying to be all <laughs> laid back. Like, nah, they right. to come with it. In New York. Bring it. So yeah. I was just one of those dudes, man, from Apollo to Def Comedy Jam, yeah. Yeah. To, to Peppermint Lounge, to anywhere, yeah. the, the hole in the wall, take me to the to the to the to the bricks, take me to right. where the hardest places go up. And right, I was right, just right. Always ripping stages everywhere I went. So be like, yo, son, so you you from LA, son? Like right, right. You you New York, you Atlanta. You born right. DC. <laughs> I'm like, nah, nigga, I am straight LA. But I guess at that time, when you mm -hmm. think about it, early 90s LA, if you weren't from LA, when you think LA, you thought boys in the hood. You yeah, you thought Jerry Curls. Jerry Curls. Jerry Curls, yeah. Khakis, t shirts. I was yeah. never that guy. So, right, I, right. So, being a stand up comic and dressing a certain way, because you know, as a yeah. comic, they size you up before you say, how you doing? Yeah. Yeah. And I and I always my father's from New York. My mom's okay. from LA. And I always, Okay, see that so there was something cuz I I when I first saw you I I thought you were a New York cat. You know what it was? Let me tell you one thing. This is some inside shit. When I first started coming to LA and I mean to New York in the early 90s, I mm -hmm. loved shopping. I've always been a dressing type dude. And let's just right. be real. Let's just be real. Hip hop blew up in New York first. Yeah, every, yeah, no doubt, every, no doubt. You know, before there was an NWA, before there was, you know, LA rappers, we all right. looked at East Coast videos. We all looked at right. the way they were dressing. So even though I was from LA, I would go mm -hmm. to New York and just shop my ass off. So I didn't. Right. To New Yorkers, uh -huh. It looked like this nigga went to Harlem and went shopping. Or right, you blended in. He went to Brooklyn and, and, and right. you know what I mean? I, this nigga has right. Timberlands on. Like, nigga, he couldn't be a crip. Like, right, you know what I mean? right. So right, you I ain't have Dickies and, and Chucks or you had on Tim's. Exactly. So it, I always kind of blended in. So you go off the look of a nigga and then you heard my jokes. I, I wasn't mm -hmm. really, I wasn't claiming, you know, you know, Inglewood, South Central, Watts, even right. though I'm from there. That wasn't what right. my comedy was about. Right, my right, right. My comedy was more universal, and I want everybody to laugh. And I always heard mm -hmm. it was really tough in New York. I never had a problem, man. New York, 
always one of my favorite spots on the planet and always got love on the East Coast as a comic. So therefore, yeah. when I did Def yeah. Comedy Jam, when I did Apollo, mm -hmm. hey man, it was like being in my own backyard. Right, right, right. And I'm, I'm gonna take it back even before then. And we're, and you know we're gonna talk about Soul Train. Um, but but before before that, were you always an outgoing kid? Were you like a you? Cause you 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 always strike me as someone that can go in and out of like if 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 you're in high school, you know there there were jocks, there were burnouts, there were the artsy kids, and you seem like a cat that could sort of go and mix and men with with every every sort of group. Well, well, that had a lot to do with. Even though I was born and raised in South Central LA, I was the mm -hmm. only black kid in an all-white private school in the middle of Beverly Hills for 10 years uh, of my life. So that's why okay. when people found out that I was one of the writers on the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air for four years, one uh -huh. of the reasons Will Smith and I got along so well is the same way he was born and raised in Philly, I was right. that same dude in LA. I was right. like Carlton, kind of like in real life, but not that white. Right, right. right. You, had, you had more rhythm. <laughs> exactly. I was that nigga that, even though I went to school with white kids all day, and I was doing mm -hmm. everything white kids were doing, I played hockey, I played uh -huh. golf, varsity speech and debate. I was doing uh -huh. all the shit the white kids were doing, but and I would get teased by my own mm. people. Come Imagine right. it's 1980, and I'm coming back off of Crenshaw and Slauson from Burton Way and Doheny <laughs> in the middle of Beverly. Everybody's a crimp of blood, and here I am uh, with a Rolling Stones t-shirt and some Vans with a hockey <laughs> stick in one hand, and I'm on a skateboard with a, Rubik's Cube, <laughs> with a Rubik's Cube in my hand. They were like, this nigga has completely sold the fuck out. That's you know? funny. But yeah. I was just around that. So by being around right. white kids and being around a mixed environment, who knew one day I would mm -hmm. end up being a comedian and being able to make all people laugh. You know. What yeah. I mean? So that that inform that informed you. You know that helped with your trajectory because you you wound up and you have been in front of everyone. You know. So so. Um, that's one thing I respected about like you and Godfrey and guys like I would mm -hmm. get along because guys like us, you, me, mm -hmm. Godfrey, right? We, we can kill in Brooklyn. We can kill right. in Compton, we can kill in Scotland, right. and we also can right. kill in Jerusalem. Yeah, yeah. Not right. too many, not too many uh, brothers can say right. they went out there and, and killed in a room full of rabbis in, right. in, in Tel Aviv. <laughs> you get what I'm right. saying? Right, yeah, man. That yeah. is like a, a major accomplishment, but that's just the way we were born and raised, and the way our material goes mm -hmm. down the middle and everybody can get it. Well, because you had to, you know, it's, 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 Honestly, it's like being being a, a, a black person in America. You have two voices, right? So you have you have you have your yo, what up, what up, fam? You know, you have you have your your normal voice, and then you have your your professional um, your professional diction. Where when when if 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 you were writing on the Fresh Prince, your first season by by season four, you could let it hang out a little, but you're like. Um, God, I was wondering if we could uh, revisit uh, right, right, right. You know, things because they also have a perception. And when I say they, I'm saying the majority of the writers in the room are white. And that's that's pretty much the majority of writers rooms um, in Hollywood. Anywhere you go. Uh, 
yeah, anywhere you go. So there's a preconceived notion about what you're going to give versus who you actually, uh, who they actually see. Exactly. And so you're constantly, you're constantly, um, you know, you have the, the, the pressure of your, your family behind you. Like, like, yo, um, don't, don't, don't go in there embarrassing us. Exactly. Mm. exactly. And you know what right? it is too, Dean? It's one of those kind of things I always tell brothers, you can never be mad at a brother for speaking, for being able to speak different languages. Right, right, you can right. never be mad. Man, I have seen, and I know you know this too, I've seen black comics, I'm not even going to say their names, that mm -hmm. they get, like, they get a standing ovation in a black room, mm -hmm. and they go up on an all-white night at the Improv or the Comedy Magic Club on a, mm -hmm. on a, on a Tuesday when there's no one black yeah. in there, and yeah, it's almost yeah. as if the nigga is speaking backwards Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> they, they don't even know what to say in front yeah. of an all-white room. You can't right. be mad at cats like us that can still be the black men that we are right. and go into a lily-white, liquid-paper-ass room right. and destroy yeah. them also. It, right. It's called... Without, 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 without sacrificing who you are, that's you know, I mean. your integrity. Like, like that's, that's the thing. You could go... Yeah, you do, you, you're like, here, I'm going to bring you... Like, I always use Tony Woods as a prime example. Tony... People, Tony's going to pull people in. Tony ain't adjusting for nobody, right? right? Tony is going to do what Tony does. Hey, shorty, if you come to me, you come to me. If not, that's on you. The right. show's over, right? right. And so right. There's, there's something about being your authentic self, whether you're in, 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 in the hood or whether you're doing, doing like you said, Tel Aviv or, or you're, you know, on the, on the strip of Hollywood. You yeah. know, it's, it's but I, I, I always It always was a... Uh, I got a kick out of being able to make all people laugh. Yeah, it's yeah. the greatest thing I know, you know, because I've seen you do it. I've seen yeah. you go into a room. But one thing about New York rooms versus mm -hmm. L.A. rooms, you know, in, in my 29 years of experience doing stand-up mm -hmm. comedy now, uh -huh. much more diverse because that's just New York. Every day mm -hmm. you walk outside your house, right, right, 30, right. three right. different nationalities walking up and down your block. It's right. not really right. like that in L.A., but right. in New York, that's why I always love coming to New York, whether it was Jersey, Brooklyn, Queens, right. the Bronx. I just love the energy of being yeah. able to get up five times in one night. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I got, just killing everywhere you go. It's a great feeling. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's, I mean, I, through this whole quarantine, we all miss the stage, but but what's what's what I find challenging is not just not getting on stage, but not being able to get on stage multiple times a night. Where like earlier today, I'm I'm sitting in my dining room and I just jotted down something. I was like, "Oh, I wanna. Oh, I can't. Yeah. Ah, can't. I can't you know go what? anywhere." But, but you know what? One thing I love. I mean, you got your show too, and I have my my pants, mm -hmm. my, my my um. Tuesday, my, Tuesday night, my, my podcast uh -huh. that has saved me during yeah, man. this pandemic. And what I mean by that, dude, this is the right. longest, Dean. I'm not even yeah. exaggerating. 29 yeah. years of doing stand up, this yeah. is the longest I have ever yeah. went without touching mics and getting on stage. Yeah. But by yeah. doing my podcast mm. every week, it keeps me sharp because you're constantly exactly. talking about topics, you're constantly making people laugh. So right. the one right. or two times that I did have to perform during the uh, pandemic, it's like yeah. I didn't miss a beat. And it's like right. all the new shit, I had already right. tried it on right. my podcast. 
So it's now right. new material. Right, 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 right. Boom. boom. It's a way to so sneak it in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, there's there's ways to work it. You know, it's it's going to the gym and you're constantly constantly working your reps. jab wherever you reps. can get it. Yeah, get, getting your reps in, man. Getting them reps That's what in. a lot of the young comics don't understand about what guys like you and me have done over mm -hmm. the years. Um, like I've heard a young comic say, "Yeah, man, I I don't even do the same shit twice." That's your bad. Yeah. yeah, that's that's a mistake. That that's a mistake, and that means you don't have an OG or somebody that knows uh -huh. this game to expect. That'd right. be like that'd be like Michael Jordan, rest in peace, Kobe, or 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 LeBron going, "Yeah, nigga, I only nigga, I don't even do that same jump shot, nigga. Once I did right. that jump shot, I'm done with that shit." No, nigga. Yeah. If you talk to the greatest guys ever. Let's just yeah. use Michael Jordan. He would tell you that he was there two hours before the game yeah. shooting yeah. that exact same shot, same shot. a same thousand shot. times. So when game time came, mm -hmm. he was ready. It's the yeah. exact same thing with us as stand-up comics. It's yeah. like that joke that you just saw me get a standing ovation with, what right. you don't know is I did that 13,000 times mm -hmm. to get it. Right. That timing to get that punch to knock you off your chair. Right. It's reps. Don't get me wrong. Get reps we freestyle, and there is stuff that happens in a live audience. And you take that on them, that's going to be some material now. Yeah. But some of the greatest yeah. of all time, that's what working out is. And that's what the yeah. new generation doesn't understand. They don't have the patience. Mm -hmm. uh, I think sometimes this social media can get in the way. They're so used yeah. to, don't get me wrong. It's, I, I laugh at a lot of these little funny skits and sketches. It's yeah. very funny. But them yeah. dudes, they couldn't do four minutes on a stage. Right, right, right. I, ju I just had a conversation with uh with my man Mark Theobald earlier because I, I saw this dude. All right, so give so I'm watching Set It Off yesterday. It was on BET again, right? Okay. And the scene where where Cleo gets you know gets uh, I'm spoiler alert. Uh, Cleo dies, y'all. <laughs> Movie came out 25 years ago, but if you haven't seen it. She don't make it, right? Right, right, right. So that at the end, she, you know, she she gets shot up, and there's a song playing. So I looked the song up, and when I found the song, it said there's a dude, um, Long Beach Larry, a Long Beach something. He does these 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 one to two minute clips on YouTube for the last three four years, and at the end of every scene, he plays that song. So, dude, I went down the rabbit hole, and I was watching these clips. And they're hilarious, right? right? And so I said to my man Mark earlier today, I said, you know what? Because we were talking about, like, you know, the, uh, social media. I call them social medians versus comedians, right? The differences. And I said, that dude is funny. I said, he's not a stand-up comic. I said, but he's, I said, he's probably a funny actor, you know, because I'm not seeing what I'm seeing him do. He's more, he's he's acting out. He's performing as, a, as an actor. Different lanes now. It's it's different lanes. Yeah, it's a different lane. You know, you know what it is? This generation has found a way to mm -hmm. be funny real quick. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In, in a in a short amount of time, and the attention span of this generation is like that. You get what right, I'm saying? Right, this attention right. span of the average 21 to 25 year old kid who's been mm -hmm. on social media for the last six years of his life. Right. They probably don't even have the patience. To come right. to a real comedy show, sit right. there and watch one hour. But here's the flip side. When they come and see real comedy, they're mm -hmm. blown the fuck away.
Right, right, right. Because they're so right. used to their device and just laughing for 30 seconds, 45 minutes. When you get guys like us, they mm -hmm. can literally, I always tell people, I'm a headliner. You're a headliner. Mm -hmm. We got to right. do an hour every city we go to. Right. Standing up in front of a room full of strangers mm -hmm. for one hour, I always say, that's like sitting down and watching two sitcoms. Yeah, yeah. That's man. like watching a complete episode of Martin and a complete episode of Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah, back to back. Back to back. And not having time to, to relax, you know, between, because laughter's, laughter's exhausting. It it's is. an ab work. It's ab is core. It is. It is. And that's why people are so blown away by what we do, because comedy mm. since the beginning of time. I'm not making this right. up. You know, right. it's been right. known as the hardest art form on the planet. Yeah. Since the beginning yeah. of time. We didn't make that up. Yeah. So right. so guys like us that can get up there and literally make you laugh consistently for an hour, right. hey man, it's a uh it's a blessing. Mm -hmm. And it, uh, and I commend people that can do it because I know how hard it is. And exactly. all the work that we put in to do that. That's right. how we get paid. Right. Yeah, you know man. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so when when was your first time? When did you decide to to finally uh you know get on stage? Man, it it goes back to the Soul Train days since you bought Soul Train. Okay, so 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 we'll we'll go to so here y'all. So this because because you know I just watched the clip again I, and what? and let me just tell y'all there's a clip on YouTube, dude. You ain't ever seen. <laughs> but there's a lot of there's a lot of them. No, there's 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 one. Uh, you you go to the Soul Train board, and then it shows just it's, it's a montage oh, of. You know of, who that was with? That was with. You, have you heard of the singer Omarion? Of course. Is that Omarion? Huh? Is that on? That's not Omarion because he's younger. Uh, Say word. <laughs> of course, a doom 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 touch well, doom doom. I'm yeah. I'm his dad. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> No, niggas is a joke with me about that. No. But um, so basically in a nutshell, man, what's up, T-Bone out of Philly? Um, long story short, man, I always gotta clarify that shit. When people mm -hmm. go, nigga, you was a dancer. When you say dancer, you uh -huh. have to be specific. Because nigga, dancing sounds like I was exotic dancing. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, nah, 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 nah. No, nigga. I, I, yeah. I tell people straight up, 85 to 90. I was, uh, you know, when you grew up, you grew up in Brooklyn? In, in the Bronx and all over New okay. York, yeah. 85 to 90 for you, B-Boys. Yeah, B-Boys, yeah. Wild yeah. Run DMC, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, motherfucking, uh, you know, Beat Street. That's you, Houdini. Houdini, all the, all, yeah, yeah. West Coast? Nigga, uh, I was just a break-dancing, pop-locking-ass nigga. Right. right. right? You want battle? No, just like <laughs> I know, right? That was what I did. 85 nights. So you right. understand, I'm like a hood celebrity because uh -huh. nothing, there was nothing bigger than Soul Train in the black community. Of but course music, not. Right? Yeah, man. From Michael Jackson to, to, to Run DMC to LL Cool J to Prince, yeah. hey, yeah. you didn't get no bigger than that, right? Right, right. So I'm a hood celebrity from 15 years old to 20 mm -hmm. because I was going down the Soul Train line every week. Yeah, yeah, it and killing it no though. Yeah, and hold up, you, 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 you're being humble, yo, yo, Alex, Alex was because there were certain cats 
that when you watch, like anybody that grew up on Soul Train knows, uh, I don't remember her name, the, the, the Asian woman with the long hair. Of course, uh, Marie. Uh, uh, yeah, what was know, my I man? Know, uh, I know yeah, Bowie was Bowie. Uh, Louis, uh, Louis, 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 Louis was dude, Louis that just bought through. Yo, I love those when you saw my, Louis. Those are all my people. And here's the crazy part. Long story short, when I started doing comedy in '91, uh, people like Easy E, Dr. Dre, Ice, uh, Tony, 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 MC Hammer, LL. You know what they used to all say mm -hmm. about me when I started what? doing stand up? They're like, what? That little dancing nigga tell jokes now? <laughs> Hold up. The, the little nigga that's in all the videos, the Soul Train dancing, that nigga's right. doing comedy now? Because right. I semi got famous because I was in everybody's rap videos. West right. West okay. okay. You get what I'm saying? And then, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. I became best friends with the star. And the star, uh -huh. the baddest chick on the planet, them days, Rosie Perez. Rosie Perez. Straight out we the love it. Yo, I love Rosie. Like back, yo, all my videotapes, you would you would record, and then we had a dual recorder, so I would record like a tape of just Rosie, just just pumping. We love and, it, and Rosie killed it. Absolutely, and I tell everybody, not only were Rosie and I best friends, I was like her little protege. Uh -huh. I was like a little young nigga that she took under her, okay. her wing, and was like, uh -huh. yo, she would take me everywhere, like I. She was the star of the show, but uh -huh. she was like the best new young kid on this show mm -hmm. is Alex Thomas. So long Dang. story short, we became best friends. Ninety ninety one comes around, right? And mm -hmm. oh, eighty nine ninety comes around, and this brand new TV show came on. Yeah, it was yeah. called In Living Color. In Living Color, yeah. She's like Alex. I'm about to be on this this show with these comedians. But they're going to have these girls, and, and they're going to be dancing. And I'm like, oh, what's their name? Oh, they're, I think they're called, like, the Fly Girls or something like that. Uh, I want you to become my assistant. Yeah. So I Lord. was her assistant. Long, I'm trying to make a long story short. Nah, take your time. You got time. Okay. That's where I met Damon and Keenan Ivy Wayne. Uh, okay. And they used to come into the dance studio. And like, mm -hmm. who is this little nigga that could dance his ass off, but he has everybody laughing? Right. So Rosie right. would always tell me, I'm telling you, you should be a comedian. You should be mm. a comedian. She also, oh, I forgot to tell you this part. One week she goes, oh my God, I got a role in a movie. And I'm about to go do this movie in New York, Alex. I'll be back. <laughs> she goes out, and what's the name of the movie with Spike Lee? Do the right thing. Do the right thing. Who did she meet? This other little stand-up comedian, Mark Lawrence. Mark Lawrence, yeah. He goes, oh, I've been telling him all about you, Alex. I've been oh, telling you, I've been telling I got a little friend. But obviously, Martin had already been doing stand-up. Right. They had just met. But she's like, I'm telling you about this kid back home. He's really mm -hmm. funny. Da, da, da. Alex, he just he gave me a tape. And when I get home, we're all going to watch it. Uh -huh. Talking on the phone. And nigga... All I remember, I don't remember which Tyson fight it was. It was a Mike. Oh, that Tyson. was that was that was uh if it was 89, 90, that was that was Spinks. That was a 91 second joint. Okay. Big fight. So Rosie got back from doing uh do the right thing. Martin uh -huh. gave her a tape. Uh -huh. so nigga at her fight party, at her house, right after the fight, 
Mm-hmm. Rob St. Martin's uh, like comedy special. I think like his oh, first, his, his HBO joint. Yeah, yeah, just done HBO, HBO joint. With the, the fly, with the fly. Hey, yeah. This is the dude I'm talking about, Alex. I gotta hook y'all up. You you guys. What's so funny is, nigga, we never met until mm. I did Def Comedy Jam. Oh wow! Three, four years later, told him wow. the story. He's like, "So you, the little nigga, she was always telling me about." That's funny. But she just knew I was funny, but I never did stand up. Right. I don't know anything. Right. So she was trying to hook us up. But yo, That's my, dope, my boy, he really does stand up, Alex. Maybe you can talk to him. And then, uh-huh. like, you know, Martin was, I mean, nigga, I was nobody, nigga. He wasn't yeah. going to take me under his wing. Right. Until right. I got to Def Comedy Jam, told right. the story, and the rest was history. But yeah, Rosie, Rosie Perez, man, got me in the door. The rest was history. I met Damon and Keenan, and the mm-hmm. first thing Damon and Keenan asked me one day was, "Nigga, do you do stand up?" And mm. I was like, "No." Uh, "Have you ever thought about it?" I was like, "No." I was like, "Do comedians get paid?" That's what I asked. <laughs> I, I'm just getting out of high school. I don't know if I'm gonna go to college or not. I said, mm. "Do comedians get paid?" And nigga, Damon Wayans, I'll never forget. He had on a Nike sweatsuit and some Jordans, and he pulled thirty thousand dollars cash out of one pocket, and he pulled another thirty thousand out. This nigga flashed sixty thousand dollars and said, "Nigga, yes, we get paid." And I was like, "Nigga, all I know is they told me where to go." Two weeks later, I was up at the comedy store, amateur night, started doing stand up. And the rest was history. My last dance audition was Remember mm-hmm. the Time, nigga. Did you audition for Remember the Time? I auditioned for Remember the Time, and I couldn't get the routine. It was difficult. It was too that, difficult. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I had problems. It was a lot, though. That was a yeah. That was a lot. It, it was a lot. And Fatima, yeah. Fatima was a good yeah. friend of mine because we all okay. we all the L.A. dance scene. So trained, all of us, you know what I mean? Bobby Brown, I was, I was, nigga, I went on, I was on tour with Hammer and Run mm-hmm. DMC in 89, uh-huh. nigga. Uh-huh. As a dancer. Wow, wow. But I didn't dance for you. Like so that. hold up, so you you were before the dude with the big hair, with the. Yes, but here's, <laughs> here's the real truth. Who did I just tell you I was on tour with? Run and, and Hammer. Okay, but I didn't dance for either one of them, nigga. Who'd you dance with? Nigga, it was a we were the opening act. It, it was it was two bootleg chicks. They were like a West Coast salt and pepper. Who was Old Town 357? No. No. <laughs> Nigga, that was Hammer's girls. Right, yeah. Did you not hear me say bootleg? So who cause I remember because did they have it did they have a video on, on BTF TV? Nigga, guess what the name of their group was. It wasn't, Don't say body pe- it wasn't salt and pepper. Nigga, they were called soft and wet. Two, and, and, and nigga, I tell you this how it happened. The promoter <laughs> the promoter for the Hammer and, uh, and, and Run DMC tour. See, Run DMC and Hammer, it was his mm-hmm. little, you know, this is my new artist. Oh, he put his people on. And he <laughs> and my boy Kenny and me and my boy Kenny were their backup dancers. Where where was where'd y'all do the show at the forum? Where'd y'all do the show? Oh nigga, we did every city in America. <laughs> nigga, it didn't it didn't get any bigger 
than Run DMC and Hammer at that time. You know that, right? Yeah. So y'all was so 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 wet. What was it? What were they called? Soft. Wet. They were called soft, soft and, wet. and wet. They were called one tick was soft, another tick was wet, nigga. But we were going on at like seven thirty, eight o'clock, nigga. When it was right. three niggas people in still the state. coming in. But for me, I'm getting paid. I'm doing what I love to do. I'm meeting Run DMC. I'm meeting Hammer. Remember, I told you when when I started in '91 doing stand up, when they were like mm -hmm. the little dancer nigga tells jokes. Right. At that time, I didn't know I was gonna end up being a comedian. Right. Right. I didn't know that what was to come. I was right. Just, nigga, college didn't work out. <laughs> Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, oh man, that's funny. Do hold up, are they? Do do you still know soft and wet? And are they in the industry? Because a lot of times people will transition and they they mess around and be executives at at some some record company or something. I think soft and wet between the two of them, they probably have thirty seven children, nigga. Okay, uh, all right. Well, well, when your name's soft and wet, yeah, you know. When your name is soft and wet and it's 1989, and yeah. they literally looked like, like the, like the, like the, what do you call it? Uh, Bizarro the salt and pepper. They looked like the stand-ins for salt They had the pepper. asymmetricals. I did both two light-skinned chicks, big booties, big tits, big ass. You can tell the promoter thought he had something. He thought he was like, right, this right. Next salt and pepper. They got two right. dancers and... Blah blah blah. Yeah, nigga, it was <laughs> it was a mess. Soft and wet, soft and wet soft, were a mess. They were soft real cool. And wet. There were some real cool chicks at the time. Yeah, that was WAP. Somebody said WAP. <laughs> that was WAP thirty years ago, nigga. That was the original WAP. That yeah, hilarious. But yeah, man, I got. You know what it was, Dean? I was just always in this and around this. Right, right. And longevity is the key, man. I look at it. I mean, Dean. How many cats, man, do you and I both know that we yeah. that we started out with nowhere to be found, yeah. uh, weren't able to continue this journey, whatever mm -hmm. the reason may have been. So right. it's a blessing, man, to yeah, be man. in this game 30 years later mm -hmm. and still Indeed. be relevant, still got something to say, yeah. still yeah. be funny, and still do what we do. True indeed, true. I, you know what, I and I actually always admired... Uh, um, Ah, what was your your boy? Because y'all were like Daryl Heath, my best friend, who was hilarious. You like, and that's what I I think I even said this to Chris Spencer because Chris was like he Chris had mentioned it was like Chris Spencer, Buddy Lewis, Alex Thomas, Daryl Heath, and and Suli. Yep. Suli and, wow, and, 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 I, and I told them that was our crew. And I told them I said I said you know what I always admired y'all all y'all all, all held each other down and like if, if you saw one you saw the other you, you know and so I um so yeah I always I, I never told you that but I always admired seeing that you you and Daryl when you did Dev Jam he did Dev Jam you know what I mean so it was it was it was just uh, it was we it was always, beautiful. You know what it was man we were like uh, me Chris Spencer Suli Daryl. We were like a joke squad. Yeah. Like, yeah. we literally would go up three times a night, and everybody would be at everybody's uh, sets and just right. literally punching up each, each other's jokes and giving yeah, each yeah. other notes. And right, right. it's like looking out for your boy. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't yeah. know if the new generation does that. Or I don't know. A lot of guys, they were so at, at you know, back, back, button heads. Like, right. your joke is your joke. I'm just giving you something to enhance it. And 
that made us all better. You know what I mean? Right. It's kind of like right. in the hip hop world when like you would see Jay Z used to battle DMX. Right. But at the end of the day, nigga, they were both stars. Yeah. They had two completely different styles. Right. Iron sharpens iron. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. If you take yeah. some of the yeah. best basketball players, nigga, when you look right. at the um you ever watch 30 for 30s? Of course, of course. When it, the, the U.S. Olympic team with Magic versus Larry Yeah, Bird, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and Isaiah the Blewett. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. The practices, niggas was going at each yeah. other. Yeah. Like, it, and, and Magic Magic made the mistake of telling telling Jordan, yeah, you ain't really bringing it. And then Jordan heard that and turned it, turned it up a notch. Exactly. But that's yeah. what makes you better. That's yeah, what yeah. Makes you, that's what makes you strong. You know, that's just in life, man. When you're around people who are as strong, if not mm -hmm. stronger, when you play around better people, when you were an athlete and you played around with bigger dudes, that just made you yeah. stronger. And I've yeah. just been so fortunate. Somebody just asked, how did I get on the Jamie Foxx show? Mm -hmm. uh, from being around Jamie, from being around right. Eddie Murphy for years, from being around right. Will Smith for years, from being right. around the Wayans family, Anthony Anderson, all these people, they rub right. off on you. In different mm -hmm. ways, you know, you want right. to surround yourself with greatness. You want to be around people right. who are doing it because that's the only way you can step your game up. Yeah, yeah. You want, right. If you hang yeah, around right. a bunch of suckers, chances are you're gonna be something. If you with nine broke ones, you're gonna be the tenth one. If you with nine millionaires, you're gonna be the tenth one. So it's just it, it really just uh is about you know what circumstance you decide to put yourself in and, and, and stick with you know and and taking it back to. You you wrote on um on the Fresh Prince when you how did you wind up was that just a, a politicking because at this point were you a were you a comic? Well, first, I wrote on the Fresh Prince of Bel Air from ninety three to ninety seven, the last okay. four years. Okay. Um, the story is crazy, man. I tell the story all the time, man. I I, mm. I had literally only been doing comedy not even nine months when mm -hmm. Will when Will Smith found me. I mean. Mm. It's a real simple story, man. I was a broke stand-up comic. Mm -hmm. I, had a, I had $11 in my pocket. Mm. I caught the bus to the Laugh Factory up in Hollywood. Uh -huh. Sat in the 13-hour line just mm. to go up to do three minutes that night. That was my third time being in the little 10-hour line. Three weeks, wow. three weeks in a row, only doing comedy six, seven months. Mm -hmm. I probably only had four or five minutes of material. Right. And Jamie, uh, the owner of the Lab Factory, he really Jamie liked Masada. Yeah, yeah, Jamie Masada. So he put me on at the end of the amateurs. So they would mm -hmm. at least be a little bit more of a crowd. Right. Because right? after the amateurs, the real show started. Exactly. And, yeah. So, nigga, if I went on at the beginning of the amateurs, there probably right. would have been two people in the room. Right. But he put me on last of the amateurs before the regular show start. So there might have been 30, 40 people in the room. Mm -hmm. Will Smith was sitting in the front row. Oh, wow. Right when I got off stage, he's like, yo, yo, you real funny, man. My name is, I was like, nigga, I know who you are. You're <laughs> right. Will Smith. He goes, yo, man, you will. I always thought about doing stand-up, man. He goes, I mean, I got this, this new TV show. I was like, uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I yeah. watch it every week. It had only uh -huh. been on two years at that time, right? Uh -huh. He goes, uh -huh. he goes, let me ask you a question. He goes, do you write? I'm like, you got a pen? <laughs> he, he, he was like, do you think you can come down and help us with some funny stuff? Like what mm -hmm. you did on stage tonight? 
I was like, hold on, let me check my schedule. Uh, yes, I'm available. <laughs> he goes, when do you think you can come down? I'm like, nigga, now? <laughs> uh, can I get a ride with you? Can I get a ride with you? Right. The rest is history, man. I was literally there the next day, four wow. years. Became wow. friends with the entire family. I was the honorary Philly dude on the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air for four years. Oh, that's funny. One thing I loved about Will, man, and I tell people in all the interviews I do, he always looked out for his people. He yeah, was surrounded yeah. by family, friends, people that he grew up with, his brother. He gave everybody yeah, jobs. Yeah, yeah Charlie weird. Mack, yeah. Huh? Right. No, I, I just said Charlie Mack. What up, God? That's how I met Charlie Mack. That's yeah. how I met his brother, Harry. That's how I uh -huh. met Omar. That's how I met, uh, you know, uh, JL. Everybody in that crew, they just right. kind of adopted me. But you got to understand, he threw me in the writer's den. Yeah. Threw me in a room with people that wrote Happy Days and right. Home Improvement <laughs> and, and, you know, My Three Sons and, and right. niggas, you know, uh, all in the family, like some of the greatest dudes to ever yeah. do. You know were you I mean? intimidated? Were you intimidated? You, I mean, even if you couldn't show it, right. were you deep down, were you, were you saying, yo, what the hell? Because you ain't never even, because there's, there's, there's structure to writing a script. And how I did you? I knew, I knew nothing. Right. right. All right. I know is the boss hired me. Right. Okay. And I'm funny. Okay. Boom. I got tested a few times in the beginning. They're kind of like, uh -huh. who the fuck is this dude? Like, what are his credentials? Right. 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 Nigga, right. I don't have any credentials. Right. The, right. The I, I waited in line three weeks in a row. Yeah. The star came up to me last night. Right. And was like, I got a job the next day. Will paid me out of his pocket. That's why I always tell people he's the humblest billionaire on the planet. Because I ended up being friends with the entire family. It would get to the point where, nigga, I would go to Philly. I mean, this is mm -hmm. years and years, 15, 20 years later. I go to Philly and I ended up at his, at his sister's house, at his mama's house, mm -hmm. at his cousin. Dude. Like, I really knew the entire family. I, they kind of adopted me. You know what I mean? Right. And right. he looked out for me in so many different ways because after Fresh Prince of Bel-Air was over, uh, mm -hmm. I did some writing on Men in Black. I mm. did writing and punch up on Independence Day. So he always mm. looked out for me. You know, yeah. Will yeah. is the guy that got me in the golf. You know what I mean? Right. Oh, really? I see your boy, uh, Godfrey. What up, Godfrey? What up, G? Yeah, yeah. so um, it's been an interesting journey. Yeah, man. You, but but you know that that speaks to something we we always you know even on whether talking to your representation or other comics or or even here on the Father Mugging Protocol every Monday night it all it always comes down to relationships, doesn't it? You know, especially in this in industry because it's such it's such a small. I was I, I tell people outside of the industry people don't realize how tiny the community of, of entertainment is. And you have different, you have niches. So you have the comedy industry under the entertainment industry. You have the music industry under the entertainment industry, you know, but everybody know if, if you don't know the person, you know someone who knows the person. I am, I am the epitome of right. relationships. Right, I right. I never claimed to be the funniest dude on the planet. I never claimed to be the best actor, but nigga, 30 years? To right. be able to consistently work and right. not have a regular job 
and do right. as many TV shows and movies. It's just people worked with me because they liked me. Yeah. And I understood yeah. relationships. I mean, you can use an example of Straight Clowning. My first mm -hmm. hour special in 2001, mm -hmm. Dr. J this is 19 years ago. Right. Dr. Dre did my music. Jiggy. Tyra Banks is on it with me. Right. Kill O'Neal is on it with me. Jamie Foxx is on it with me. Right. Will Smith is on it with me. Boom. Who the fuck is this dude right. to get some of the biggest names in yeah. entertainment? How the hell did he do that? Who the fuck is he? Right. Right. It's called relationships. Yeah, man. I yeah, grew man. Up, I grew up with Tyra Banks. We've known each other since we were in 10th grade. Dig it. Jamie Foxx show. I was on that for three years. We had just finished the Jamie Foxx show. Uh-huh. Dr. Dre. Been my friend since I was 20 years old. Mm -hmm. Been on a ton of his albums doing skits and sketches. We had just right. finished doing the Up and Smoke tour. We had just finished doing the Wash. Nigga, hell yeah, I'll do your music for you, AT. Right. Right. Kill O'Neal. Nigga, just a friend. Uh -huh. that, when Shaq was with the Lakers, it was crazy, man. People used to think that I had season tickets to the Laker games. Because they would see you sitting. <laughs> I didn't have season tickets. I'm just friends right. with the star. Right. But the same way, I'd be like, yo, the Bulls are playing y'all tomorrow. Can I get three tickets? Nigga, I'll give you four. But you know mm. what he would say? I need four tickets to the comedy store on Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. Hey, man, who y'all play Friday? Oh, yeah, the, uh, the Knicks are coming to town. Nigga, how I many you need, Alex? I need four. Hey, nigga, who's going to be at the comedy store next week? <laughs> right. The same way I want to go sit in the front row to watch right. Jordan him play basketball, <laughs> that nigga yeah. wants to be in the front row laughing right. his ass off. Yeah. It, well, comedy also is the, is the ultimate equalizer because that's the... I, I always loved how much people loved coming to comedy shows regardless of what their vocation, whether, whether they work for transit or yep. whether they were, you know, big stars on TV and film. They, they loved coming... To laugh. And, and get these jokes. Yeah, man. Laughter is healing, Dean. Yeah, man. Whether yeah. you, that, you know, that's what I love about golf, right? I'm a huge golfer, mm -hmm. right? Right, golf right, right. Is the great equalizer. I'm going to give you a mm -hmm. good example. There was times where the foursome would be. Mm -hmm. I'm, a, I'm only bringing this up because okay. we're talking. Yeah, it's not a name drop. Yeah, yeah, people would think it's name dropping, but I'm trying to make a point here. It's not name dropping if they're your friends, you know. Like, and it's not name dropping, nigga, if it's a right. true story. Right, right. That's that's part of your your life. It's my life. A foursome. Recently, mm -hmm. Wayne Gretzky, Will Smith, Joe Pesci, Alex mm. Thomas. Mm. Say it one more time. Will Smith, Wayne Gretzky, Joe Pesci, Alex Thomas. Okay. Mm. Right. Who do you think? I'm just being honest. I'm, I'm I'm okay with you being honest with me. Right. Out of those four people, nigga, who who has the least amount of money in their bank account? <laughs> uh, Pesci? No, I'm just no. playing. <laughs> it's okay. It's me, nigga. Right, right. But for four hours, right. we're all equal. Right. Whether right. I got two hundred and you got two hundred million. Mm -hmm. We are all equal because this thing that we have in common that we all love, it's called golf. Yeah, We're all trying to hit this ball 135 yards to get in this fucking hole. Right? Right. So right. 
Doesn't matter with my political affiliation, black, white, gay, straight, two dollars or two million, we have mm -hmm. something in common. It's golf. Right. right? Right. I say that to say by the end of the round, everybody's dying laughing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Alex, what are you doing Thursday? We're playing again. I'm like, this is crazy. Uh, yeah. Legends, people I grew up watching on TV, one of the greatest of all time. I'm like, these guys, they become your friend because we bonded on a different type of level. Yeah. It all goes on to what we were talking about, relationships. Right. right. And if it hadn't been for golf, when would I have ever hung out with Wayne Gretzky for four hours? Right, when, right. When, when would I have played golf with Joe Pesci? Now he knows Pesci. my Pesci. Wayne Gretzky is <laughs> like, give me your phone number, man. I'm like, this is fucking crazy. I, I cannot <laughs> believe this shit. You know what I mean? Right. Relationship. Right. Dean, through golf, almost everybody that I grew up watching on TV, as <laughs> athletes and stars, because I'm an uh -huh. athletic fan. I'm right. friends with all these dudes through golf now. Whether it be wow. Lawrence Taylor, to James right. Worthy, to Byron mm -hmm. Scott, to Sugar yeah. Ray Leonard, to, yeah. to, 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 I can keep going on and on. All these people that I grew up, oh, uh, Marcus Allen, Eric Dickerson, these are all guys that love, we got something in common, but it's relationships. Yeah, yeah man. And it yeah. really didn't have anything to do with my movies or my TV show. They're like, yo, they got to like this guy. Right. And that's right. how it was with me in my entertainment career. It wasn't right. a matter of, I know you got friends that are bigger than me, and you could have probably thought of a whole lot of other people to call. Right. Start thinking, right. Well, who am I going to have fun with? Right. Who, who, who right. going to genuinely have a good ass time, laugh, and on top of that, the nigga really can't play golf? Right. Right. Well, that, and that's what I was going to say. Like, through all that, you still, you have to be able to, you're not, you're not out, you're not out there like, do you hold the, do you hold it oh, like a bat? Oh, no, 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 no. I can hang with the best of them. I played some of the yeah. greatest courses in the world. And golf has just opened. You know, to be real with you, you probably didn't know this, Dean. Golf mm -hmm. was a part of my comedy hustle for the last 15 Is that years. Right? Did you know that? I didn't know, no, I didn't know that. So in in what way? Huh? No, I said in what way? Expound on okay. that. Okay. So almost every single pro athlete that's mm -hmm. a star in baseball, football, and basketball, mm -hmm. they all have foundations. Okay. Uh, I see where this is going. <laughs> whether it is pediatric cancer, whether it's yeah. putting uh, uh, children, uh, computers in schools, whether it's mm -hmm. helping at-risk youth, whether mm -hmm. it's battered women, whatever it is, they mm -hmm. all have foundations. Right. And who do they call to host all their yeah. foundations? Yeah. A, a comedian. Yeah. Right? Bob Hope started this shit 80, 60 years ago. Yeah. You ask every huge comedian, and they'll tell you some of their best money, some mm -hmm. of their biggest gigs was from yeah. doing foundations and golf yeah. tournaments. And it just happened to be, not only do I love golf, mm -hmm. I play golf, so I'm getting free golf. Right. I'm getting to meet all these stars, and I'm right. getting paid more than the improv would pay me Thursday through Sunday. Right, right. I'm getting more money with this superstar athlete for two hours of work then I'd have right. to do six shows at the Albany Funny Bone. Right, right. So that yeah. became 15, 20 different celebrity golf tournaments every year. People are like, how do you know all these superstar athletes? Man, 
golf mm. tournaments, making them laugh, having right. a good time, right. being a people person. Yeah. Relationships. I guess I, I'm bringing up all this stuff because you brought up the word relationships. No, but 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 it, it makes my job easier because 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 it, it's better than having. Look, it's better than me saying. So, Alex, how's this? And you just saying it's cool. Oh, the, the one word, the one word answer, niggas. Yeah, those close-ended uh, responses. Those are the worst. You know what I mean? This so, shit right here. Ask me. Uh, is it fun doing stand-up? Hey, uh, Alex. Hey, man. Um, so what's stand-up? Do Do you enjoy it? Is it fun doing stand-up? Yep. Okay. Um, real cool. Yeah. So. Uh, real, real cool. Do you? <laughs> the The look around is the fun. Like, nigga, Yo, this is the funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like, what is this shit going to be? <laughs> you ever see interviews and you're going, things yes. they could not be more boring? Yo, I'm, I'm, you you watch them and it's painful because you like they, you could tell they don't want to be there. Yeah. you like, this, this is not going the way that, that, that the, the interviewer was having a good day and you like, this just ruined their month. <laughs> you know what it is? You know what it is, Dean? It's people like you and me that just enjoy what we do. Yeah, man. And yeah. you can always tell whether it's sports or entertainment, you can tell the people that love what they do. Because it, yes, it comes off through their work. It comes yes, off sir. on stage. You know, mm -hmm. when I see dudes up there doing stand-up and they're just wasting stage time. Mm -hmm. You ever mm -hmm. seen that? You see the guy get up yes, there like, did, yeah, did you know you were going up tonight? I mean, did you have right. any kind of plan at all? Right. It, right. I just was always that dude, man, that like, hey, man, I, I, I every time I get on the stage, I act as if it's my last time on stage. Yeah, no, I mean you you gotta you gotta appreciate this, especially now that we've been away from it for for you know seven eight months. You know, and like you said, I, and I've every comic that I've had on here from yourself to Atheon to Godfrey, Tiffany, Jim Gaffigan, JB Smooth, all the same exact. Yo, I ain't been on stage. This is the longest I've ever not been on stage. And it's, it's, it's frustrating. We all know we're blessed because we, A, we get to do what we, um, we love, mm -hmm. right? Um, B, we bring in laughs and it's, like you said, laughter is healing, so it's reciprocal. We give, it, we give in that energy, but the laughs are, are feeding us and we're away from that, you know? So, so we, you never take it for granted. The, the handful of times that I've been on stage, um, you know, it's during this time and really between September to mid-October, I got to get on stage um, over a course of like five or six weeks. I had, I had gigs lined up and, and you, you, you were present for one of them and, and it was, it was awesome. Right. And, um, but then the reality, look, the, when Kansas city, which was the last road gig I had, mm -hmm. as that was coming up, I was like, damn, this is it. <laughs> Is it for the year? <laughs> you know, and, and realizing, especially because numbers are starting to climb again with 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 COVID uh, cases, you know, you're you're saying to yourself, "Oh man!" So I relished my final shows in KC, man, just Didn't because it feel I knew great when you did get back on stage. It was like I I tell people oh. to this day, man. Every time I get on stage, it's therapeutic. Yes, I could have had a bad day. I could have yeah. had a fighter argument with my wife. It, it, whatever it was, when you yeah. get on stage, mm -hmm. it, it's there, there's nothing like 
writing, come up with new jokes, and they work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's what that's that's the key. Coming up with it is is fun, but when it works, you're like, oh yes. Oh, it's a beautiful thing, man. It's yeah. like I enjoy continuing to create. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 you know, guys like us, and we can find comedy. That's like on my on my podcast. The name of the mm -hmm. podcast is the Funny Don't Stop Show, right? And our little slogan is, we find the funny in everything. Right, right, right. Even in these right. times of craziness, tomorrow mm -hmm. uh, the world may change to some people. I mean, yeah. I, I'm not going to lie. I've been glued to CNN like everybody else. Right, yeah, but yeah. it's like I find the funny. And, dude, it's, it's just certain things. But that's what makes us who we are, man. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. It makes us we we turn we turn we turn the tragedy into comedy. It's just yeah, the like same we corner. talk about things that really happen in our lives. Like it's so funny. I've had young comics, man. How you be coming up with material? Mm. How you mm -hmm. how you come up with like? Cause I'm funny, but I I just don't know how to come up with material. Like, okay, uh -huh. nigga, do you have a life? Right. Do Do you have family? Do you do things? Right. Did, did something right. funny happen today? Like. There's a, I don't know if there's a certain uh, department in our brains that mm -hmm. we know we can take something. It's almost like I have a photographic photographic memory. Uh -huh. Or I could say something to somebody. It could be, I could be in Target, nigga. Mm -hmm. And I could say something. And it makes right. the lady in the line next to me laugh. Yeah. And I'm going, that's a joke. Yeah, yeah. That's Mentally, yeah. That is a bit. So that little one comment, I will write that down and turn that into eight minutes of material. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what we do. That's the that's the best feeling. And, and, and as I mature in stand up, it mm -hmm. the more honest I am in my mm -hmm. older years, right. I realize people appreciate that even more. The stuff that people can't believe, I can't believe that nigga talked about that. Like that's the well, stuff. and you know where that comes from maturity because you've been doing it almost 30 years um and kudos to to the melanin because neither of us look like we've been doing this nearly on, 30 man. years so, so on, thank man. you uh I'm for saying, everyone I'm out there that asked questions stay hydrated like great great granddaddies mm -hmm. word word <laughs> and so um you know when when you when you you're getting on stage and you're working those those new ideas i think what happens is over the course of 3 decades you've been able to build up a uh, a comfort with with not getting laughs you know when you when you first when you first start out I, you're like i got i got to get laughs i got i got to get these laughs right and so it's like rapid fire but as you as you mature into your own your voice you 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 it's fun having to me this this is wonderful when you get the crowd completely silent and they're just on the edge of their seat like watching waiting to see what you're gonna say and then you hit them with the punchline now they're listening there's no yeah. better yeah. feel especially if you guys like us yeah have something to say yeah yeah if i yeah. have your undivided attention y'all niggas yeah. are in trouble right you are right. in trouble Right. If I get your undivided attention. Because right. what I'm going to say is about to make you pee on yourself. Right. That's right. the confidence you yeah. got to have. And just talking about real stuff, like I was telling somebody about how when um, Chat with Bozeman died, right? Mm -hmm. That really, really messed me up, man. It messed yeah. me up. Yeah. I, I met him a couple times, and 
he died of colon cancer. Mm -hmm. And the week he died, I was scheduled to go in for my first colonoscopy. Oh, okay. Oh, and wow. They, it, a lot of people don't know this. Part of being a stand-up comic is not only are we making you laugh, we're educating you at the... A great comic to me can also mm -hmm. educate you at the same damn time. Yeah, give me right? some info. Yeah. A, a, amongst the laughter, nigga, I didn't know that, right? Right. Well, I can't right. believe you're sharing this shit with me. But I'm going to share right. it with you because right. I found out being honest is the best way as I got older. Yeah. So when he right. died, of, was when he died of, a, of, of colon cancer, I had already been doing my research and mm -hmm. that is something that is killing a lot of right. African-American young black men. Right. Colon cancer, right? Because we're not going. We're not going to get... Uh, we're not going to get checked up, right? So yeah. they said that the age to get... I mean, for the last 20 years, they've been saying, oh, you don't have to worry about it till you're 50. Right. He was 43. Right. Right? So right. when he died, they pushed it down to 40 now. Okay, good. To go get good. checked. But long story yeah. short, I was supposed to get my colonoscopy that week. Right? <laughs> Nigga, when I tell you, I went and got a colonic, I got my prostate checked, and a colonoscopy. Nigga, in that order. Okay? Let me tell you something. Dean, there was more activity in my ass than a, than a RuPaul picnic, nigga. There was more activity in my ass during this pandemic than a RuPaul picnic. Okay? They was in my ass on a weekly basis, nigga. Like, and, I, and I didn't have problems. I was just like, right. I'm going to get checked. I'm not going to be yeah, these, yeah. these brothers that don't, because, yeah. you know, traditionally, black men, we don't like doctors. Right. We don't get checked. Yeah. The average nigga I know, he only goes to the doctor for two things, and that is either get a root canal or if a nigga gets shot. Okay? Right. Right. And that's two things your homeboys can't help you. Your homie can't get the bullet out of you, nigga. Right. And the homie <laughs> don't know nothing about bicuspids or inside yeah. nigga. So he can't right. give you a fucking root canal. Now right? let me get let me get that. Give me, get Yo, give me, give me that wrench. Give me a string, nigga, and a hammer. Bring a hammer. <laughs> right? So right. when I told the story to people, one of my homeboys who I grew up with, you know, unfortunately, mm -hmm. brothers, super homophobic, right? Mm -hmm. Well, fuck mm -hmm. that shit, nigga. Ain't nobody getting close to my ass, nigga. Ain't nobody going up for me. Well, you know, that's the only way they're going to find out, right? And, right. All these, right? and all these niggas that are, I wouldn't do this, I wouldn't do that. Let's look here. If your prostate is the size of a football, okay? Right. Right. If, if, if your doctor can throw a spiral with your, with your, <laughs> with your colon, Nigga, you right. got about six months to live. Yeah, you yeah. gotta go get your prostate checked. So one dude was like, my my one of my best friends. He's like, nah, nigga, I'm just, nigga, I, I'm just afraid them niggas to take advantage of me. Mm -hmm. I was like, nigga, they're asshole doctors. They see thousands right. of assholes. Right. The Yours last, is not special. Huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> your your asshole is not sexy to him. That's the last right. thing he's thinking right. about. Now, don't get me wrong. If you get a a crooked uh asshole doctor. And you right. pull up, and that nigga's playing Luther Vandross' greatest hits, and he got a wife beater on. And if you get to his, uh, <laughs> you get to his office, and he's like, "You smoke, you smoke." <laughs> Here, relax, relax. Yeah, kick back, nigga. When I get that feeling, sexual feeling. 
It's my pregame. It's my pregame. Let me turn around. Let me see. Now, now then you might have a problem. But I right, said, right, that, nigga, I, I'm really trying to educate brothers, right? Yeah. And I tell yeah. them the whole story. The my my prostate check, thirty seconds. Mm-hmm. My colonic, thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. Colonoscopy, an hour. Right. Right. But I said, right. okay. So, uh, have you ever got a colonic? Uh, all, all, all the above. Okay. All the so above. you already That's know it. a colonic yeah. is just like cleaning your asshole out. Yeah. I tell I Listen. tell brothers like this, and like Dean, I say, any men that like cars. Would you mm-hmm. go ten years and not get a uh, uh your right. oil change? Right. Would you Would you go right. fifteen years and not get a tune up? Right. Okay, nigga, clean your asshole out yeah. by getting a colonic. You feel ten pounds lighter. You see all the bullshit that's coming out of you, and you just yeah. feel you just feel better. Now, yeah. colonoscopy, that's mm-hmm. the big boy. Okay. Yeah. That. I was nervous. Why? Because yeah. nigga, yeah. it's anesthesia. Yeah. They gotta put you, you under. put under. Yeah, you I've never been it. put on I've never been put right, under right. in my life. Yeah. I'm right. terrified. All they said is, nigga, here's a pillow, lay down, count to ten. By the time yeah. you, you, when yeah. you get to five, you're gonna be out of here, right? Yeah. So, you know, they put me on that that Michael Jackson juice. You know, uh-huh. I call it the beat it juice, you know, the propofol. Uh-huh. Put me on propofol. I never yeah. did it before. I'm nervous, but I'm here. I gotta do this shit. I'm right. like, yeah, right. So you're telling me I count backwards and right. I'll be asleep in five minutes. Okay. Right. Yeah, we'll see that. Ten, nine, this nigga. <laughs> Eight. <laughs> six. <sighs> nigga, by five, I was in never never land. Right. right. Nigga, and I you was, don't I realize was it. with bubbles, nigga. Like yeah. <laughs> I was I was completely out of there like I could not believe <laughs> that these niggas did this shit to me. All I right. know is when I woke up uh-huh. one hour sleep uh-huh. it was literally the best sleep I've got mm-hmm. in 20 mm-hmm. fucking years. Let me tell you something nigga when I when I when I woke up nigga I had hazel eyes. Okay. <laughs> I had a I had a new jawline nigga Okay, my my credit was cleared up, nigga. When uh, I, woke up. I was like, what the fuck? So now I see where Michael Jackson was yeah. on this shit every night. Yeah. Unfortunately, they went too they went too long, yeah. too much with it. But now I know why they put because it was the best sleep I've ever got. Yeah. I woke up, yeah. Dean, and they said I was crystal clean. My ass was clean as the board of hell. It was right. a great feeling. Only thing they That's found, only good. thing they found. Was a nickel and a piece of bubble gum that I that I swallowed when I was six. But other than that, nigga, clean it in the border. He's stupid. But it is, yo, it's the best, it's the best sleep. And what what I did by it was funny is you doze off when you wake up, you're like, you wake up like, so y'all gonna do it? And they're like, it's, it's done. You're like, know, huh? Right. They're like, you've been asleep for an hour. You're like, word? And then they show I mean, the video, and they show you yeah. the pictures of the inside yeah. of the ass. Yeah, like, I'm like, I don't need to see all that, dude. They saw <laughs> look, me, look, and I'm like, y'all really like <laughs> Right. Because, right. you know, Dean, a lot of people don't realize your intestines is like the longest organ in your body. If they took your yeah. intestine out, it could go 35, 40 yards. Yeah, and That yeah. camera goes through. It's basically yeah. a lifetime of you 
putting shit in your body. Right, right, right. You know right. what I mean? And brothers don't know. So the moral of the story is, any black men out there over 40 years old, get or, the, or approaching 40. Or approaching 40. Yeah. I call it the three-peat, nigga. Get the three-peat. Yeah, yeah. Prostate Go check, yeah. colonic, colonoscopy. Say, say, say it again. Say it again for the people up top. Prostate check, yeah. colonic, yeah. colonoscopy. Yeah, man. Yeah, do do that. Stay, yeah. We want y'all here. Stay healthy, and you want yourself here. You, cause, cause you don't want to find out when it's too late, and then you're like, damn, I should have just gone ahead and did it. Exactly. And you it's know? something that obviously no man wants to do that. But you know, when you get older, you get wiser. Yeah. yeah. But unfortunately, Dean, you from Brooklyn or the Bronx? Mm -hmm. I'm from South Central. Yeah. We got uncles and cousins. They've mm -hmm. been eating pork chops, Hennessy, yeah. and smoking on Newports for the last 30 yeah. years of their lives. You can only right. imagine right. what their insides look like. Right, right. I'm, I'll, I'll do you one better. I actually, there's, there's a, there's a, my boy, rest in peace, Tyler, put me onto this stuff called Oxy Powder, right? Oxy Powder is, is at home, uh, you take it and it, the way the way Todd explained it to me when he first got it, he he was like, "Dean, it makes your ass take a piss, right?" <laughs> but Nigga, yo, I know what you're talking about. Yo, but it it works, and I just started because I was like, you know what, I want to do a cleanse this week, so I just started last night. Um, you take them. I'm actually after we finish tonight, I, I I'm gonna drink like. Two or three, because because what happens is is it helps it oxidizes in your system and it helps all the all the compact fecal matter in your system. Exactly. It flushes all that. So you see, you see like old cheesesteak sandwiches that you ate in in 1998. I'm telling you, <laughs> you yeah, see, you, everything you don't consume that you shouldn't have been consuming it all flushes out. And by that by after about three or four days, your skin is glowing. Um, everybody on here, come back next week. Watch how, like, I'm already, I'm, I'm already glowing, but watch how I'm, I'm be like illuminescent. <laughs> it's it's going to be amazing. Absolutely. But, but it also, it, it just, it, it, it clears your system, man. And, and everybody well, like else is doing it. Like they say, man, you are what you eat. I'm not a health specialist or anything. I just right. try to be as healthy as possible. I'm not a vegan. I'm not, that. I don't eat red meat or pork. I stopped red meat or pork okay, like 10 good. years ago. But yeah, that's man, good. for all the people that, that, you know, just throw anything up in them. Right. You need to really think about colonoscopy. Yeah. yeah. Get your prostate checked, and yeah. also get a uh, colonic. Cause man. Yeah. Yeah. The 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 three get that three feet, and it's called y'all can get it on Amazon. It's called Oxy O X Y Oxy Powder. And you just put it um, in water. No, so it, it comes in pill form, and you take you take anywhere. I, I'll do about six pills a night for for maybe five to seven days, and then then you're good. Now, now you take, it, does it have you go into the bathroom every two minutes, or it's not like that? No. So, and that's that's the other thing I like about it. It's not incontrollable, right? So you take it at night because your body's digesting and and it gives it time to activate, and then in the morning when you go um, to handle your business. Yeah. <laughs> But hold up! Now, what's funny is you're gonna go. <laughs> this is the this is the weirdest conversation. But we're mature adults here, of course. Um, so, is you're gonna go the first time, and then you're gonna go, maybe like it could happen 
10 minutes later, it could happen yeah. 40 minutes later, yeah. you're going to be you're going to be like you and and here's what's funny, you'll hear your stomach go <laughs> and then you're like, "Oh, nigga, in other words, in other words, that's your stomach saying, "Nigga, cancel all your meetings." Right, right. But it's not but but, <laughs> but it's not <laughs> it's not uncontrollable. Right. Um where you where like if you if you were out in public you're gonna be you're gonna be able to hold just you right, know hold right, it right. in, but you want to take it at night. So in the morning, if in an hour you might go like four or five times in an hour. Oh and then yeah, most yeah, 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 yeah. No, exactly. It's kind of like they you, say, you know, like before you take your you do your colonoscopy. Yeah, that that, know, that big exactly that 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 big nasty uh liquid whatever that shit is. But it's kind of yeah. like you just know that you 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 might want to keep your day free. It's yeah, not the yeah, thing yeah. you want to have to yeah. really, yeah. Yeah. Nah. So, so you don't, you don't go, you don't say, hey, you know, I got to run a couple of errands, so I'm going to be in the city. <laughs> no, you're going gonna to be, it's, it's, it's similar to X-Lax, but. It's a uh, laxative, I, but uh, uh, yeah. on steroids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out, shout out to uh, Rennell and, and Ingrid. Those are my, that's my family right there. Um, okay. Yeah, prune, yeah, yeah. Prune juice. That's the old school. That's old school, yeah. Prune juice, all, all those. Take you some right. juice. I mean, I'm pretty <laughs> sure that still works. Juice, right, there's right. There's things for that now, like yeah. you said. Right, right. You know, because I, I, I don't want to keep you too long, but um, someone asked about like j just go through a, cu a couple of uh, like Tata Licious. Like, how how did that come about? Man, Tata Licious. When I tell you, I had no clue on the planet that that was going. to become famous if you remember there's one video mm. that made that and made me famous uh, and that right. just happened to be the video of the year that year i believe it was 99 maybe uh mm -hmm. and it was nori's nothing right right oh boy, right i came yeah. to party yeah. your girl looking at me and then me that was pharrell's first major hit mm. and it was with nori Right, and right. And me and Mike Epps were in the video. You and Epps, yeah, I remember you and Epps were in that video. Tata Lalicious, nigga, was a stripper that I met in Chicago. <laughs> and her name was Tata Lalicious. Tata, oh, she was French. Yep. <laughs> she was French, Tata Lalicious. Nigga, when she told me, I think she told me her name while she was giving me a lap dance or something. And nigga, <laughs> I laughed. My ass off. I mean, like, I could. I, I, I laughed because it was the most creative stripper name I had ever heard. Right, it was so right. ratchet. It was so ghetto. And she's like, while she's giving me a lap dance, looking back, like, you gonna use my shit in one of your jokes, huh? I was like, <laughs> goddamn right. Long story short, man, when I did that video, I wasn't calling myself Tata Lalicious. I was oh, trying to get funny. in the club. Right. And the security, the bouncer wouldn't let me in. Uh, I was bullshit. Yo, that, yo that's, my, that's, my, that's my family. Yo, yo, it's your boy. Let me in. I was like, oh, shit, there go my baby mama. Tata la Tata right. la Nigga. When I tell it's stuck. you, it's, it's stuck. stuck. Do you know that's how I met Michael Jordan? Are you serious? That's crazy. I am dead to my heart series. I met Michael Jordan in a club in Chicago in 2001, it was mm -hmm. Antoine, you know who Antoine Walker is? 
basketball my player. Boy. Yeah, yeah. Played played with Paul Pierce all the Chicago uh, mm -hmm. for the Celtics all those years. Mm -hmm. A good friend of mine, and he always had his celebrity weekends. Mm -hmm. Okay, from Chicago. He was one. He was a child. He was a kid in Chicago. That came up under Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan, when Michael Jordan was in his prime, when mm -hmm. they were the, the three peak bulls, right? Antoine was the best high school player in Chicago them years. So right. He, he took a liking to him. Long story short, Antoine's a pro now. He does like all the professional basketball players. Summertime, they got their celebrity weekend. Mm -hmm. When I tell you, Antoine Walker, Shout out to Antoine. Shut mm -hmm. Chicago down. Uh -huh. Nigga, Michael Jordan was at his party in VIP. And nigga, Antoine goes, yo, you ever met MJ? Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, nigga. Like, I, I would love to meet him. He's like, man, there you go right there. Nigga was in VIP, surrounded by a bunch of chicks. Nigga had a bottle that was bigger than me. I go up to him. I'm like, Antoine goes, Mike. This is my boy Alex Thomas, funny ass comedian. And nigga, the first thing that came out of Michael Jordan's mouth was, Tata La Tata La <laughs> Dean, when I tell you a small tear came out my eye. <laughs> you got the Denzel tear? Nigga, a small tear came out my eye. I'm an LA dude. My, uh -huh. you know, my, 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 my savior was Magic Johnson. Magic, yeah. And that was all. But nigga, come on, that's Michael Jordan. Jordan. I never knew Jordan. one day I'm gonna meet this nigga. And the last thing I thought was the uh -huh. nigga was gonna know me as Tata Lalicious. That let me know how big that video was. Yeah. yeah. And how I couldn't go anywhere in America without somebody saying Tata Lalicious. Tata right. Lalicious. Right. Like nigga, yeah. it damn near became my name. Yeah, that, that that but it also it also became currency, right? Cause cause that that meant if everybody knew you, that means you were gonna get booked. You Brother, know. Let me explain something. I don't know if you know this or not, but you brought up Soul Train. I told uh -huh. you how from 15, 20, 21, I was in everybody's rap videos. I was like yeah. the I was like the first male video ho. <laughs> I was a male video vixen. When I tell you I was in everybody's videos back in the day, uh -huh. I used to uh -huh. just love to turn on Rap City. Right, just, just to see you. Oh, what video I'm going to be in this week? Like literally, right, right. it became another one of my comedy hustles. And you know what the right. hustle was? The hustle was this. The same way they see that video 15 times a day on MTV, uh -huh. on uh -huh. uh, Yo! MTV Raps, and then right. on BET, right. they're going to see Alex Thomas. Right, right, right. That right. was me piggybacking off of hip-hop. Right. Like, I hadn't done a whole lot of movies at that time. I mm -hmm. didn't have a big, huge comedy name, but they knew the funny dude from all them videos. Right, right. That helped sell tickets. That helped when I would go to these cities and they were like, oh, shit, they go talk to all this. That's the nigga in all the videos. Right. It just ran hand in hand. Whether I was doing skits and sketches on the albums, I always knew, you know, hip hop. I, when I look back, I had a lot to do with this culture, man. Well, you would have you aside from Eddie, you you used to wear the, the black gloves, which which you know I was like I was like that's that's one thing that's made you stand out. I was like, who this dude in the in the because uh, you had a, a a hockey jersey with an A with a with a with an at sign, um, and I was like I was like yo that's clever branding.
before I knew what Brandon was. So now, only because you brought it up, you actually, uh -huh. you actually said what I wanted people to say. I knew uh -huh. as a stand-up comic, first of all, Eddie Murphy and Richard Pryor were my favorites of all time. Yeah. But Raw yeah. was one of my favorite specials of all time. Right. What did Eddie Murphy wear in Raw? He did, yeah, he did the he did the gloves with the with the ring on the outside. So, with that being said, I knew as a brand new stand-up comic, they weren't gonna know my name. I don't have mm -hmm. any type of credits, but they remember right. the dude with the black gloves. So right. anybody that remembers the black gloves, that means mm -hmm. you knew me at the beginning of my, of my career because I never right. went on stage without a nigga. I could do a church picnic. I had the black gloves, the black gloves on, <laughs> and that was just kind of my that was just kind of my thing in the beginning. Every Def Comedy Jam, Apollo, anything, I I had the black gloves on. So that was right. kind of like my little signature thing in the beginning of, of my career. And, okay. and to talk about AT, the app, mm -hmm. way before the internet, brother. Yeah, yeah. Way before Facebook, Instagram, and anything else. Right. Apps, right. I figured that out in 99, the ampersand. Mm -hmm. That's my yeah. initials. Right. At. Right. AT. Right. Alex right. Thomas. Boom. Yeah. And, Nick, and, Nick, and then I got the iced out chain made in '99. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that was nice. That was, was nice that, was the, that was that was literally the icing on the cake. People would come <laughs> up to me, and so when people started finding out about the internet, they'd be like, "At what?" <laughs> I'd be like, "No, Alex Thomas." They'd be like, "Okay, Alex Thomas. What are those two initials?" They'd be like, "At." They'd be like, "Ah, oh. right, right. yeah, that's okay." <laughs> Oh, <laughs> that's some cold shit right there. Yeah, that was. It's like yeah, that you was said with the marketing. So I knew that a long time ago, man. Yeah. What? What? Because people want to know. Give Give us a couple of the old videos you were in, like in the Soul Train days, because people want to go find. You know, people people love doing like a deep like search. So so give me like give me well, no, 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 three to five no, joints. That I, I, I was one that was so funny when Straight Outta Compton came out, uh -huh. and I'm looking at the I'm looking at the movie. You've seen it a billion times, right? Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We want easy. Dun, dun, I remember that video. Dun, 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 dun. We dun. want. Easy. I want to fuck you, easy. I want to fuck you too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. I remember that video. I'm the only nigga in that video. Cube was in the audience. He was like, "Yo, where you from, Compton? All right, yeah." Exactly, and yeah. almost in that part. You'd have to look quick, but uh, in a in an ocean full of jerry curls, I was the only nigga <laughs> with a flat top, a high top fade, nigga. Like remember, I told you I was from yeah. South Central, but I was never Jerry yeah. curls and right all that. Right. And that's why Dr. Dre, Easy, Ice Cube. That's why they all respected me. They knew okay. where I was from. They knew right. South Central. Right. They knew the gangs I was from. They knew who my family was and all that. Right. Like nobody ever messed with me because I I just wasn't. I never got in the gangs. Right, right. I was just silly and a dancer, nigga. That's all it was. You know what I mean? And they probably also respected that you you did your own, you know, if in a sea of jerry curls, you're the only cat with a flat top, there's respect because they're like, oh, he's doing his own thing and he's comfortable in his own skin. Exactly. You know, and, and entertainers especially appreciate somebody that, that marches to the beat of a different drummer. And then you can imagine going up in South Central LA and you got a flat top and you're not dressing like them. What I used to mm. get is you trying to be like them East Coast niggas. Oh, dig it. Uh, you think you EPMD. You think you Kwame. <laughs> but, the, but the women loved it, nigga. 
Right, I'm sure. I never had a problem in that department. You, you wear your dickies. I'm gonna wear these polka dots. Thank you, thank you. You can you can be a crip in the blood, nigga. I'm gonna be scoob and scrap, nigga. That's who I'm gonna be. <laughs> like for real. That's what it was. You know what I mean? Um, you know, a lot of people again. A lot of people didn't know that was me on the Fifty Cent album. Mm hmm. Oh, on the interlude. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I totally until you just said that. Biggest, biggest to this day, biggest selling rap album in hip hop uh -huh. history. 14 million albums sold. Uh -huh. Get rich yeah. or die trying. Yeah. This gangster nigga. On, the, on uh -huh. the front of his cover is gunshots, nigga. Right. There's only one funny sketch on the entire album. Mm. Back down. Number 10, the song that basically helped end Ja Rule's career. Yeah, poor fella. Big things come in small packages. Holla. <laughs> I'm a 12 degree pink belt. I will slice and dice his ass. <laughs> Nigga, when I tell you, when Ja Rule found out that was me, he hated my guts. That nigga was after me. Like, this is just stuff I mean when I say I was different little things that I did right. in, in hip-hop that right. I didn't realize was going to get so big. Right, right, right. You know, right. that was just Dr. Drake saying, yo, man. I was going to say relationships again. Hey, man, one week after we got off the Up and Smoke tour, mm. he's just like, yo, man, I need you to come in here and do this sketch for me. I was mm. like, all right. He's like, who is this? It's a new rapper. Uh, you don't know him. But nigga, he, he got did some crazy shit. I was like, all right, cool. What's his name? He's like, his name is 50 Cent. I was like, okay, whoever that is, no, no <laughs> right. clue. It, you know, he just said, nigga, come in. I'm going to play you this little clip, and I want to see if you can fuck with him. We'll see if you can do some yeah. shit with it. Nigga, right. I get to the studio. It was Ice Cube. It was Eminem, and they were in there. And he plays this little, he plays this little tape for me. And it was, uh -huh. only, it was only 15 seconds. Uh -huh. And it was some dude that called Hot 97 mm -hmm. that, that claimed he was Ja Rule's boyfriend. Oh, wow. Okay. And it was a real, like, somebody said something like, y'all need to leave Jeffrey Atkins alone. That's my boo. Uh -huh. Leave him alone. And Dre looked at me like, can you fuck with it? <laughs> you fucking with it? I was like, Okay, nigga, like, what you want me to do? He's like, man, flip that shit, nigga. Like, be that nigga, but add right. that shit to it and da-da-da-da. Nigga, I went in the booth. He goes, he goes, how much you want? And I was like, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know. Give me like 5000 He's like, nigga, I'll give you ten. Because hey. you, you, yeah, you know what's funny? The whole time you're saying, telling that story, I'm saying, so did Alex get, like, royalty off of the 14 million, but then I was like, no, this is rap. So he it was a buyout. <laughs> I look back, Dean, and I go, I just bought my first house. Uh one week after we got off the up and smoke tour. Okay. Thanks to Dr. Dre. <clears throat> I made more money in four months than I'd ever made in my life. Thanks right. to Dr. Dre. Right. One week after we get off the tour, he calls me for the 50 cent album. It right. says he's going to give me $10,000 just to right. go in there and joke for 30 seconds. Right. Nigga, 
I was like, where is the mic, nigga? Right, right, right. So right. one reason I love Dre so much, man, I said five. He gave me ten mm -hmm. and bought me a brand new uh, pool table, like a like an okay. $8,000 pool table to put in my brand new house. Boom, boom. So I always tell people, one reason why I love that nigga, the same way he looked out for a lot of rappers over the years, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was like his favorite comedian. That's why he put me in movies. And we just have such a crazy history. You know right. what I mean? He just right. looked out for me. And nigga, yeah. I didn't know that Get Rich or Die Trying was going to end up being one of the biggest rap albums ever. Right. Who knew? <laughs> I was like, Who knew? You were like, 50 Cent? What is, kind of name is that? Be the dollar. Cent? Yeah, exactly, exactly. I had no idea, and, and the rest was fucking history. You, you, you like, why that dude sound sleepy? I don't feel like listening to this rapper. <laughs> dude need to wake up with the sun. <laughs> exactly, man. So, again, all this comes back down to relationships. Relationships, relationships, hey, man. I'm going to tell you another video I was in that will fuck you up. Yeah. One of Kanye's biggest videos ever. Yeah, go ahead. First album. What? Uh, 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 hold on. Uh, not, not the workout. Uh, Kanye's uh, workout plan. Kanye's workout. I must have. I must have seen you in that because that. Cause... Uh, nigga, it was one of the biggest. We won an American Yeah. Award for yeah. It. Okay. Yeah. No, me. I don't know if that just popped in my mind. I'm like, yeah. It was. Okay. It was Anna Nicole Smith, rest in peace. Uh huh. Uh -huh. And me, and my character's name was Aloysius Simmons. Okay, I do remember. I was that. like, I was like a buff, black, gay Richard Simmons. Okay, <laughs> and it was, and I wrote the video. It was the first video rap oh, that's video dope. I ever wrote. That's Kanye, dope. Kanye had heard that I that I wrote, mm -hmm. and I was friends with everybody around him because around that time, just prior to that, uh, I always had a big following in Chicago. Okay. And his whole street team and all his boys, Don C, John Monopoly, all those dudes were like, mm -hmm. they were big fans and they were friends. Right. And when they found out I was a writer and I'm funny, it was right after Jesus Walks. Mm -hmm. Next thing I know, Kanye calls me. I'm like, how did this John gave him my number? And he was like, hey fam, like, you funny as fuck. Always mm -hmm. loved your work. I got this brand new song and I want it to be a funny video. That's why I'm calling. I can send you what the, the lyrics are because I didn't know what the song. I just knew Jesus walks because right. he knew and that motherfucker said, Jesus walks. Yeah. I'm like, this motherfucker right. is crazy. So I had no, I didn't, I didn't have the album yet or nothing. Right, right. He sent me the song, workout plan. He's mm -hmm. like, man, see if you could come up with some funny shit. So all the shit you see in Kanye's workout plan. Uh -huh. That's dope. That's it ended dope, up being man. a huge record, and, and 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 how about this? Not only was it number one, mm -hmm. a week or two after the video dropped, they mm -hmm. asked him to perform at the American Music Awards. Okay, live. And who do you think was up there D dancing again? <laughs> but as Aloysius <laughs> Simmons came full circle. It came full circle, but I was Aloysius Simmons, and since I wrote the video. We kind right. of came up with a little routine and all that kind of shit. So right. that's how I was friends with Kanye. That's how we got close. And he won American Music Award. And rest in peace, Donda, his his mom. And I was just mm -hmm. friends with the family, man. 
Right. Yeah. No, man. That's that's, that's son. You got you got stories. You, you, we we can sit here for for hours. Four more hours, man. Yeah, yeah, because because the stories are, which means we just that means we just gotta do it again. That's all. That's that just means we gotta do it again. I want you to come um, on my show, man. I need you on the Funny Don't Stop show. Yeah, what? Oh, you do it on on, on Tuesdays. Every single Tuesday, um, we do it three thirty to four. I mean, three o'clock to four thirty. So three thirty. I mean, I'm sorry. Six o'clock your time on the evening. Okay. okay. Three o'clock okay. our time. So yeah, let me whenever, whenever. Just let me know whenever. I I think I'm doing Dominique's thing next Tuesday, but I whenever. Perry, I got Rodney Perry uh, tomorrow because tomorrow's okay. election day. Um, okay. I'll just hit you, and you let yeah. me know what Tuesday. It's 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 like a Zoom. Boom. Send you the link, and we just chop it up. We talk about a bunch of funny ass topics. Like okay. I say, we okay. find the funny and everything. We're about to go on 100 episodes in a few weeks. So I'm real proud of that. Congrats, uh, you. You know, I never thought I would end up getting in the podcast game, but it's what we do. We talk shit for a living hey, and have fun. This is what we do. Yeah, man. This, this is what we do. I appreciate you coming on for the Mugger Protocol this week, man. Uh, again, thank your wife for uh, correcting us, correcting our error. <laughs> thank <laughs> we, you so much. We made it work. You thank know, everything you happens in this time. Yeah. And, you know, my, my time is precious. <clears throat> Precious now because I got a two-year-old son. Yeah. I got a five-year-old daughter, and my son yeah. is three months old. So I'm okay. In, I'm in the height of being a daddy, changing diapers, doing. Yeah. Try to do this too. You know what I mean? Yeah, and 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 the uh, the Halloween pictures were beautiful, man. As I, I sent you a message and said, I said that made that made me smile because because hey they all they my wife. That is, I can't yeah. take the credit for that. That is all my yeah. wife. And my amazing mother-in-law, they yeah. are the dress-up queens. And whenever <laughs> it comes down to costumes, they're like, I felt like I was in fourth grade. I woke up and my outfit was laid out on the bed. That's <laughs> dope. Speaking and, of children, speaking yeah. of children mm -hmm. before I go, I mm -hmm. want all your people to watch my animated series. It's the number oh, okay. one animated series on Netflix right now. It's called Motown Magic. Okay. It's the whole history of Motown. Um, uh, <clears throat> Smokey Robinson's executive producer. Uh, okay. I'm one of the stars of the show. My name is Jimmy Mack. I'm a red 1965 Cadillac. And <laughs> it's number one in America right now between... Oh, congratulations, bro. Thank Congrats. you. It's number one with between one and ten-year-olds uh, oh, in America. So if you got nieces, well, nephews, friends hey. who got kids... I like cartoons, so I'm watching. I don't, I don't, oh. Shoot, I, I don't need no, no nephews and nieces. I'm like, I like, I'm a kid at heart, dude. Dean, I'm still a Toys R Us kid, so. Dean, the animation is crazy, so kids uh, get sucked in. But it's so educational. My kids are two and five, man. They mm -hmm. know every single Stevie Wonder, uh, Tim Jenkins, uh, Jackson 5. So they know every song. And this was 50 years before they were born. Right, right, and that's something that that shows how timeless the music is. Yeah, and plus they know daddy. Daddy's in every episode. Hey, you know, that I'm, makes I'm it like, even better. Yeah, I'm the red '96 Cat. I was like the Uber of Detroit in the '70s. <laughs> so, and you beat me to the punch because I was going to ask if you had anything else you wanted to promote. So Motown Magic streaming number one on Netflix right now uh, for yep. for children and, and adults because because uh, children guide the household. And Absolutely. we watch whatever they watch. So, so 
AT Alex Thomas, much love, brother. I appreciate you coming Thank on you. here. Um, like I said, let me know whenever you want. Um, we'll we'll coordinate. Maybe in like two weeks, I can probably yeah, 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 uh, exactly. do your Tuesday joint. Okay. And uh, everybody else, hey, you know, next week, Twinkie Bird, um, major casting directors cast everything from Jumping the Broom to to Notorious and the Clark Sisters. We have her next uh, next Monday night on the Father Market Protocol. Shaman Dean Edwards, appreciate y'all hanging out with us. Right, Shout man. out to my man At. Thanks. And we'll see y'all. Yes, sir. All love, fam. All right, Much B. love to you. All right, B. Peace. Yeah, brother. All right. All right. You too. Take care, fam. Hey, y'all. Thank you uh, for, for, for hanging out with us uh, tonight. And uh, <laughs> you got a big head, little face. That's <laughs> funny. Um, yo, thanks, y'all. appreciate y'all hanging out with, with us on the Father Mother Protocol this week. And we'll see you next week, uh, Monday night, 8 p.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. Uh, uh, Eastern. Twinkie Bird. The following week, we got my man DC Benny, and the week after that, um, my brother Dion Cole is going to be on with us. So, all love. If you didn't follow, or you didn't follow me before, uh, follow me now, and we'll keep hitting y'all with uh with these these great episodes. I right? two fingers, easy. Thanks to all the regulars that come through every week too. All right, peace.